CD, is that okay? Perfect. Okay, good. So, hey, uh, welcome to the new Athletics for Life podcast. Uh, I'm actually pretty nervous for this one because uh, we have two guys here today who actually inspired us to start this uh, this new project. Uh, so we've got the Globetrotting ADs over here, Matt and Nick, and uh, we're very honored that you guys are willing to take some to take some of your time here to uh, share that with us and to discuss some uh, some interesting topics. So, thank you so much, guys, for being here. Oh. Yeah, pleasure yeah. yeah, you're welcome. It's great. <laughs> so uh, let's get started. Would you uh, share a little bit about who you guys are, your background, and then we'll get into uh, the, the Globetrotten ADs? Sure. Matt, you want to go? Elder Statesman? Yeah, so, uh, so right. I'm uh, originally from the U.S., from Akron, Ohio. Uh, this is my, I believe it's my 20 six year in education. So I taught for a number of years in the States as a PE teacher, mostly in the elementary age levels, uh, did some coaching as well. Uh, and then in 2001, my wife and I moved overseas and we ended up in uh, Latvia in Riga, Latvia. And we, we lived there for about six years or so. And then after a year in the States, we decided to come back overseas, went back to Latvia, uh, for a couple more years. And then we've been in Budapest now since 2008. And uh, so I'm currently the athletic director here. I've also taught some PE classes here um, at AIS Budapest and uh, been partnering up with Nick for the Globetrotting 80s since uh, January this year. So we're, we're approaching our one year anniversary. So that's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of learnings have taken place with that, but it's been a, a great way to connect with other folks and, and, uh, spread the good word of what's happening in international school sports and activity programs. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I'm Nick DeForest. I'm a, a Canadian from uh, right near the border, Niagara Falls. And I went to college in the States, played, uh, played some baseball, and then had a coach say to me, uh, hey, do you want to go to Vienna for a year and play and coach baseball there? And I thought, well, yeah, that's, this was 1999. I thought, well, couldn't believe there was baseball in Europe to start with, and uh, but I thought, why not? Why pass up the chance to go for one year? Um, so one year turned into twenty. Now, um, <laughs> a lot of things happened, obviously in the, in that time. Uh, you know, married and kids, and um, this is my sixteenth year at uh, AIS Vienna. Um, awesome school, uh, awesome uh, colleagues and boss, and it's a great place to be. I am the assistant director of the events office. So we do athletics and activities and all sorts of other fun stuff uh, at school. Keeps us always uh, busy. Um, and like Matt said, since 2000, um, or sorry, since January of this year, we uh, started the Globetrotten ADs, uh, which was just going to be a podcast, right? This was all uh, before COVID. We thought, you know, every couple of weeks we'll get a friend on the on the phone and, and do a podcast. And then, and then bam, it just uh, exploded. Um, into conferences and, and connections all over the world like like you guys. So it's been really great, great way to connect, like Matt said, and uh, and learn from everybody. That's awesome. Um, on my end, the video is uh, a little slow, so I'm hoping I'm coming through clear for you. Uh, when you started, did you just start it as kind of like a, a passion project or – uh, what, what are your goals with the Globetrotting ADs? What are you trying to, to do with your show? And 
Yeah, I, definitely passion project um, and still is, you know, we're not uh, earning anything or want to earn anything. You know, we just want to connect people and, uh, you know, make ourselves better in the process. Um, but, you know, we realize that we're so spread out around the world, like where you guys are to us. Um, but, you know, we're, we're so similar. We can we can learn and grow and should grow. You know, it's it's not like in the U.S. where there's maybe 10 ADs in the same city in every city, you know, we're, we're so spread out and so unique. Um, we really needed a, a, a forum to, to, to connect and hear from each other. Yeah. And you guys just started me, since, uh, since January and Nick and Matt's just in January. And then it really got so big yeah. in such a short time, right? Wow. Yeah. Go ahead, what happened was Nick, Nick came up with the idea, which was, was incredible. And, uh, we were actually last here in December, we were at the NIAAA conference in uh, Washington, D.C., and Nick had mentioned this to me and asked me if I wanted to get on board. I said, sure, absolutely, because Nick and I have been uh, fortunate to collaborate on a lot of other things uh, through CESA, our regional association, uh, with organize, from organizing softball tournaments to league meetings to professional development for these associations. So I was like, sure, why not? It's a natural fit. Because we, we've done so many other things and we get on pretty good. So it's uh, just kind of evolved. And it's, it's and with, I, would, I just want to say with the situation with the COVID coming out of left field, like nobody, nobody was expecting this to happen and then to have the impact it did on our programs and our schools. Um, the chance that we could continue this and grow it through this crazy time, it actually kind of was a blessing in disguise because it gave us that time to focus on these things and get people together and uh collaborate a little more so but you know we're hoping the COVID eventually will settle down we can get back to normal and then we can talk about other things later on <laughs> you go cd um sorry i'm just having a brain fart um <laughs> okay you guys are there's a little delay but uh overall so good um with uh, with your current jobs, you're, you're both ADs at your respective school. Um, what are what are some of the challenges you face, um, maybe on a yearly basis, uh, in growing your programs and developing your programs? From the sounds of it, you've both been where you're at for a decent amount of time, um, and so hopefully by now you've got a pretty solid base, uh, pretty solid thing going. Um, but what, what were some of the challenges that you faced maybe early on in, in growing your program and the way you, you wanted it to develop and, and what it is now? Uh, I have a, I have an easier answer. I think uh, Matt can have some time <laughs> to think maybe because uh, I stepped in. There's a great, uh, my boss is great, Andy Harrison. He's, uh, he's run a great program here for over 20 years. So uh, it wasn't a situation where we had to change things. Um, it just constantly improve so that's where I, i'm looking at always is little things uh constantly every year not staying the same um, whether it's coach evaluations or signage um things to to show the kids and show the community that we're we're constantly doing something we're constantly trying to get better you know we we're not just yeah we're we do everything we can and we're sitting back and and watching that we're we're constantly improving so yeah that's that's a the yearly occurrence um for me Mm -hmm. yeah. For sure. 
And yeah, for me, along those same lines, there's always, there's always room for growth and improvement, no doubt. And it could be a little thing you implement each year. You never know what it could it grow into, it could grow into or, or change and have an impact that's positive in your school. For me, a big adjustment or challenge that I faced when I was coming to Budapest, uh, my last school was a much smaller school. We were about 225 students and I was kind of a, doing a little bit of everything there. I was athletic director. I was PE teacher for K through 12. I was running the activities program, the whole school, uh, student council rep, all coaching, all kinds of different stuff. And it was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so when I came to the Budapest, it's a school that's at, at that time was about 850 kids. So almost four times as big. And, uh, and that was stepping into a job where it was more managing a program that was already in place and trying to keep up and understand everything that goes along with this, this size of a program. So it took me, there was an adjustment period for sure, coming from a large school or a small school to a large school. Um, but I think over time I settled in and, and did okay with it. But, uh, you know, just like, like we had said earlier, there's everything, everything changes throughout the school year and, and every year brings a new challenge. So it's kind of finding something that'll keep things fresh in your program and, and, uh, bring some new excitement. We're always trying to look for those things and just make it a little more organized and easier for folks to understand what it is we're trying to do in our sports program. Mm-hmm. Matt and Nick, what are some of the projects coming up uh, that you guys organize through the Globetrotten 80s? Could you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, yeah, that's a big one uh, and a bit of a change for us. Uh, it's a student-led conference um, coming up in February. And, you know, we realized through the, the COVID time and summer and everything, we've had some great PD for, for each other, you know, for coaches, for ADs. And we always talk about how we can get better and serve our students in a better way. Um, so we thought, hey, but we haven't included any students. So that's what this conference is for, really to include students, you know, get their point of views, you know, hear, from, hear their voice, you know. Um, so yeah, student-led conference, they're going to pre- be presenting on topics that interest them to students from around the world that are interested. So it's, uh, I think it's a great, it's a great way to connect our global community of students, just like we've been doing as, as ADs and coaches. Yeah. And, and given school's current situations, I think, um, you know, who knows what's going to happen between now and the time that conference happens, but I think it'll be, uh, if kids haven't had a chance to connect with other kids from other schools, which has been the case for sure for the last almost a year now, um, I think that's going to be a welcome opportunity because we, we, we usually get those opportunities throughout the school with our very school year with our various, uh, interschool competitions or inter- end of season tournaments and, uh, other activities like the knowledge bowl, like those all dr- involve a travel component a housing component, and then the, there's always some kind of social or cultural event tied into it as well. So we're not getting those things right now. So I think when this rolls around, it's going to be almost like an oasis in a desert, so to speak. I think kids are going to get really excited for it, and I know teachers are going to be up for it. So it, I think it's going to be great once it takes place. It'll be needed. Yeah. Is it uh, is it focused well, on student definitely. student athletes or is it students in general? Any topics uh, is is okay? Is it specific or? 
Well, we definitely wanted to focus on student athletes. You know, that's what we're kind of uh, uh, around all the time. But I think like anything, if you're talking about leadership, things like that, any student will, will take some value. You know, I think a lot of the kids will use athletics as an example. But whether it's something about time management or nutrition, um, it, it's, it's applicable. You know, motivation, leadership uh, in any way. But we definitely wanted to have the focus, um, at least for the schools, on their athletes, you know. And how the schools use it, uh, it can be totally different. Each school can decide. You know, you may just want to pick, let's say, your top five athletes and give them this, this bonus of being involved in the conference. Or you can include all of your student athletes or even all of your high school students. You know, it's really, it's really up to each individual school of how they want to use it. Yeah, I pitched it here at the International School of Ulaanbaatar and I got six kids involved. They all play sports, high school sports here and uh, one teacher. And uh, we're going to sit down next week. That was the plan, but we'll see, maybe virtual uh, to, get a, to get a plan together to brainstorm. I think it's very important for our kids to make a connection with Mongolia and to share something about our sports, uh, sports culture here. So we're going to definitely uh, join you guys in that virtual conference. That's a great opportunity. Great. Kids are very excited. So thank you for that. Great. You're welcome. And, you know, we really hope it's just the start of something, you know, like this. a lot of the questions I have are what's this about or how do we do that? And, you know, it's for, it's the first time. So we really hope this is just the start of something that kids then can, can count on, maybe not on a, uh, you know, on a yearly basis of they can make projects, you know, use it for their IB, for their CAS project. Um, it's not just a one-off random thing that it, it then builds momentum. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. I've got a couple of kids that are interested as well. I don't know if they'll be putting together any presentations, but definitely just uh, kind of connecting. Um, in Mongolia, I feel at times we're, uh, we're in a little bubble, you know, <laughs> yeah. especially with the COVID now that the borders are closed. Uh, uh, so we're we're trying to to make these connections like we're doing, but uh, yeah, like you said, it'll be great for our kids just to to make some of those. So hopefully, get to know some kids from other places and realize that you know they're they're not alone in their struggles, whether COVID related or managing practice and uh, studying for exams. Um, kids around the world go through the same things that they do, you know. So that that's kind of what I'm hoping that my kids can get out of it. Uh, great. Just, yeah, just realizing that they're, they're, they're not alone. Yeah, that's, that's a great aspect to think about because, you know, they, it, it's, it's easy to think like that. I mean, I, got, I struggle myself some, some morning, like, man, this is just not like I'm used to it right now. Um, the way my job's going, right, because it's, it's just turned upside down kind of. Uh, but I know I'm not alone in this situation. I've, I've got other ADs good friends who are in the same situation. So it's important that we can bounce these ideas off each other and, and, and communicate so that we can keep things going. Um, I just want to add too another cool thing about this conference is it's an opportunity for kids to share about maybe some student led projects that are taking place out there. Um, that's another component that kids can talk about and explain what they're doing in their schools, something they've created themselves and taken the lead on in developing maybe an activity or a project in their school that's been a part of the activity or sports program and then explaining how that they did it and how that impacted their schools and i think that'll give some kids some ideas 
about maybe or inspire them to maybe do those things in their schools. So that that's another cool component about this this online student conference. So guys, you uh, we ha we have a conference for the kids. You guys already organized two conferences for coaches and ADs, right? Two the summer and then uh, was the spring. Am I am I correct? Yep. And uh, you. Is there any more uh, PD for athletic directors? I know you guys are both very involved in NYAAA. That's how I met you uh, in the 900 courses. Um, can you talk a little bit more about your involvement in the NYAAA? Sure. Um, and that's a, a, a big conference coming up, right? In, in December, right. they'll have their virtual annual conference, and Matt and I will both uh, be teaching classes. And... Really, the for me, the Globetrotten ADs came really from my involvement in the NIAAA. You know, they're all about servant leadership. And the people in that organization, they just give so much and so many hours and, and years of service to NIAAA. It's really incredible. And I was thinking that, you know, I need to do some of that, too. I need to give back. Um, but I serve an international school community, so I need to look for a, a way to do that where we are, um, which came the Globetrotten ADs, really. Um, but back to the NIAAA, uh, the conference will be great. Online PD, um, I think like no other, you know, really with keynote speakers and chances to connect and courses. And for the first time ever, uh, um, an international school uh, accreditation exam, CIAA, uh, will happen at, that, uh, at the conference. So uh, some pretty big things. Matt can talk some more about it as well. Uh, yeah, another nice thing that they are, they've been or, able to organize for us international school ADs is uh, they've kind of allowed us to become a section. Like you typically, mm -hmm. if you're familiar with the organization, the NIAAA, typically at the big conference, they have a, a time set aside for every state. Of course, that's 50 states in the U.S. to get together and talk about issues that are involving the NIAAA and their particular state or course development or other, other things related to professional development. So they've kind of, in the last few years, have branched out and allowed us to create an international section. So we have a chance to get together. Usually it's in a room somewhere at the, at the conference center, but uh, <laughs> it'll be online, of course, this year. And so we'll, we'll have a chance to get together with other ADs. You know, usually there's about anywhere from 30 to 50 people in the room uh, just to share ideas and what, what's next for professional development in the NIAAA. So we're fortunate that we have uh, Bruce Whitehead, who used to be the executive director of the NIAAA. He kind of works with us as a liaison with the association to um, work on professional development opportunities for international school folks. And then Nick and I have also been a part of, uh, there's an ad hoc committee that works more directly with the NIAAA and working on developing the test that's coming out, the, the exam, as well as other courses that, that might take place with the NIAAA. So it's given us a lot of busy stuff, but it's all good work. Yeah, I was looking at the, uh, I started NYAAA course in 2016, but I'm not from the US. So those were very tough for me uh, coming from Holland, from a different system, right? Well, with these 900 courses, it's it's, it's very yeah, it makes it's a lot of common sense to me, and I'm happy that the most important thing with with those 900 courses is the is the connections that you build. Um, what are some of the 900 courses that you guys provide? What are some of the topics that you discuss uh, in those uh, courses? 
Go ahead, Matt. You lead from 901 on, and I can finish with 904. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, what, what you just said is, is is music to my ears because that's that was the that's the whole idea of taking these because the stateside courses are great. They really are They're in terms of best practice and and what you should be doing as an athletic director in a school setting. A lot of those courses, though, of course, as we know, are, are really geared towards the U.S. based uh, international or sorry, U.S. based athletic director. So the, the the setting, the situations are much different than what we deal with, and uh, in, in a lot of different ways. But even though there's still a lot of similarities, so the fact that the NIAAA was a, was flexible enough and and resourceful enough, uh, resourceful enough for us to work with was great because that was the whole idea going into it. We want to take these classes that they have and treat them. And, and adapt them so that they could be more applicable for the uh, international school athletic director. So it's been great, a great relationship in that way. They've allowed us to do that. So with the 900 courses, the 901 is an introductory nuts and bolts type course, which is uh, an introduction to international school athletic administration. So you're going to learn about what an athletic program looks like in international school, what makes it different from a stateside version and ways you can use best practice within your school setting. So that one's been pretty successful because we've had a lot of international ADs take it, but we've also had a lot of stateside folks who are always interested in what we're doing overseas. And so they want to know a little more about it. So we always get a handful of those guys that will take the course at the same time we offer it for the international people. So that's interesting. Uh, and then go ahead, Nick, you want to go about 902? Yeah, 902. Sure. Uh, 902 really builds on 901. It's called um, Principles, Strategies, and Methods. So it gets a bit more in-depth. Um, conflicts, communications. Um, like I said, a lot of the common sense things, um, if you've been in the job, um, but still always something to to learn and take from. It's just uh, really more in-depth from 901. Yeah. The 903 is a philosophy-based course. So we go in more depth about the philosophy of your program within your school setting. How does it match up with what your school philosophy is? Uh, we talk about stakeholders within your school program and, and how you relay the philosophy to them, your coaches, uh, your parents, your administration, uh, and just, you know, always working towards best practice and, and trying to implement educational athletics and everything you do. So it, it really goes right down the line of, how you run your program on a day-to-day -day operation, a season-to-season -season operation, and implementing your philosophy throughout. Yeah. And then the last one is uh, 904, and that's, uh, to me, the most important um, and, and interesting course. Um, it's about child protection and risk management. So it's about 50-50 split. We talk about, you know, why we have risk, why we can't eliminate all risk, you know, why it's good. Um, and, and why it's bad, obviously. And then we get into child protection about uh, tips and uh, strategies to improve the school community and uh, focus on, on child protection. Uh, both have uh, case studies to dive into uh, and some, use some real-world examples of, of things that have happened uh, in the past. So it's a, it's a hard topic for some, but very interesting and, and important. Uh, those are the four right now. And uh, some more are coming slowly but surely. Um, I think after the exam now uh, is out there, that'll be the next step for the international committee to uh, to get some more courses out.
Well, that sounds great. Uh, I went through most of the um, the U.S. based ones where they're looking at law, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's it's very much U.S. focused. And uh, I'm from the U.S., and so I understood where they were coming from on a lot of it. But a lot, uh, some of it, you know, a lot of my responses would have to be, well, this particular law doesn't apply in Mongolia. Uh, if I ever go back to the states, this is what I would do. Sure. You know, and some of the, the questions yeah. that uh, you respond to. So it's it's great that this international courses are, are going to be available um, with more of a focus on the day to day that we have to deal with and yeah. uh, some of the challenges that we face. Yeah, yeah especially yeah, those 900 like? course. Sorry, guys. Can I continue? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Just those 900 courses. I, I've done a few other courses from the NYAAA and uh, they were hard to go through for me personally. Not also the also the online ones. Um, I think the international ones. They really try to relate and try to connect people. Um, those four hours they fly, they're done, right? And it's tough for me being in midnight here and a lot of breakout rooms, uh, sharing, and that's that's key. I think the connections, because um, hopefully all of us they we learn something from it, but most of it we should know. Uh, so the connections that I got out of those courses are very valuable. I, I, I met you guys and I met some, so many people. Uh, I met Douglas Kilgore. He's been great yeah. on our podcast and he was our guest yeah. speaker for our conference. So that's great stuff. That's, that's, that's right. the most valuable. Yeah. And you mentioned Doug hot off the presses. He's the newest uh, Hall of Fame member for the NIAAA. He's just getting, uh, we'll get inducted this year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, Doug's great. Yeah, he did a video for us, uh, for our, uh, we had a Coaches for Coaches Mongolia PD, we, we, we organized it and uh, we asked Doc to uh, do the opening, be the opening speaker and he had two cameras cool. and he made, a, he made a massive show out of it. So people really enjoyed it and uh, it was great. It was great. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I just um, want to say, along the lines of development, um, you know, we have four courses in the book now for the NIAAA. But hopefully a fifth one will be coming along and, you know, we're always looking for new ideas. So there's, you know, there's an AD out there who's interested in a topic that you think could be worthy of creating a course out of. They're open and they're going to be supportive. That's what's another great aspect of the NIAAA. They're, they're going to give you an ear and uh, hear you out. And then if, if, if it's something like that it has some traction, they're going to help you out with making that a reality. So, you know, hopefully... Yep. We'll get some other folks who'll be interested in developing another course and we get in a fifth one coming out the road down the road soon too. Cool. So what do you guys think are the benefits of doing those courses and to get the certifications? Because there are two now for the international uh, crew. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, well, I, you know, the, obviously they're not needed. You know, no, I, no school, at least right now, uh, demands it, obviously. But it's it's really good to have because it's things you should know, like you said, Jeff, right? It's, but you may have forgotten. So to sit and go through a course and, and write down and take notes and then have that to look back on, because you get resources with it and to look back, I think it's, even if it just um, solidifies things that you're doing at your school, you know, maybe you're doing those things already, but it just shows that, yeah, that is the right way. That's what people around the world are doing. Um, so that's good to have to, to know, you know, for your program, but also to have it on the resume, talk, you know, especially if you're changing schools, look, I dedicate, I do professional development. I'm trying to always get better. Um, 
that's those are the, the key things for me. Yeah, and I like taking the opportunity to actually educate my administration about <laughs> what I'm doing, <laughs> but also right. like, hey, this is what we should be doing <laughs> in school because you know, especially internationally, you get so many administrators coming from all over the place, and everybody has a different background and different experience when it comes to school sports programs. So knowing that. I know what's best practice from working with the NIAAA and, and, and working with other ADs who've been in it a while. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some, there's been some moments where I've opened the eyes of my administration and I think, you know, they're better off for it. The school's better off for it. I look great, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I think that's a valuable tool for anybody because you're always going to make your school better if, you, if you're right. doing best practice and what others agree are saying, like, yeah, this is what, this is what your school program should look like. Terms of sports and activities, and which teams are yeah, oh ACD go you go. Um, yeah, that's great because speaking of talking with administration um, at my previous school, uh, we had quite a few talks about you know what what certification is there for athletic directors. You know, are you qualified? Um, and just reaching out to some of the ads that uh, we play against in Mongolia and China, um, you know they none of them had any certification or, you know, a specific course or degree that allowed them to be an athletic director. Um, so that's where I just started doing research, you know, found the NIAAA um, and that route. And, you know, even that it's not, it's not a mandatory requirement, but like you said, if, if you can have those conversations with your administrators and show them that you're growing, that you're, you know, willing that this, this is the best that's out there as far as, you know, certification for an athletic director. And so now that there's that international component that really helps to um, just prove to your administration, uh, wherever you are, that it's, you're on the right path, that you're doing the right thing, like you guys have mentioned. Absolutely. It's a (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) win-win. So there are two courses out now, two certifications out there right now, guys, right? For the international crew, which two are those? Which two? Right, right. That's the. Um, let's see. The get me the let, get the first letters right. R I A A is the first one, um, and that's uh, let's say the easy one. Uh, you just take the first two courses, nine hundred one and nine hundred two. Um, no other requirements needed. And then the the next one is the C I A A, Certified International Athletic Administrator, and there you need five courses. You need to to be employed as an AD. Um, you need to have experience as an AD, and then you have to pass an exam. And the exam that we mentioned is the newest uh, part. It's just been finished. It'll be given in December for the first time um, online with uh, Proctor U. Um, so you'll you'll have to uh, I think you know show show Proctor U that you're not cheating. You you don't have anything around your desk. Um, but yeah, then. If you pass that, then you're a CIAA. Um, and that's, that aligns totally with what the NIAAA has for the U.S.-based uh, ADs. They have a similar system. And then after that would be the CMAA, which is the master. And as of right now, there's no, um, there's no talk of making an international one because that's just based on a project, coursework mm-hmm. and a project. So, you know, you can do your project on anything. From wherever wherever you are, so that those will probably be the only two international uh, certifications. 
Yeah, and they have a few uh, 25 practice questions now on the NYAAA for the CIAA uh, examination. And uh, yeah, so I tried those. <laughs> How'd you do? I did okay. I did okay. It's the uh, it's the 504, which is the that's the, that's the tricky one. So uh, luckily, I did that one online, so I can do it again. I could just watch all the videos again. Uh, but that's a tricky one for me, uh, being not from the US. Sure. The 900 questions are sometimes you doubt a little bit, right? But uh, they were okay. They were doable. But the 504 is, is a tricky one. <laughs> well, I think you know Matt. Matt will uh, agree, I'm sure, but we'll have to study up as well because uh, we have to take the test like anyone else, even though um, we're a part of writing the questions. So <laughs> I uh, tell that to Proctor you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If if I get any questions about 904 wrong, I'm in big trouble. That's for sure. <laughs> And at the virtual conference day, uh, you guys, uh, you guys gonna uh, do the nine hundred courses for those people interested, right? And they're open for coaches, ads, um, for anyone, right? Yep. Just to say, they are, and we just had a meeting about it with uh, the the guys in the office uh, in the U.S. And right as of right now, there's twenty people signed up for each one of those courses. Wow. Um, so some great numbers, um, and people signing up to take the exam. So pretty pleased about it. Um, because we have offered it online, as you mentioned, a few times yeah. since the lockdown, but still having, you know, 20 people as of the middle of November signed up is, is fantastic. Oh, that's great. So, guys, we're going uh, towards the end of our interview. And uh, CD and I started this podcast really because you guys inspired us to do this. And also there's a there's a need here in Mongolia to... To, 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 to teach each other, to learn, to inquire about the educational-based athletics philosophy. Uh, we are still learning in, in, in our podcast. Are there any tips and tricks for us uh, and for people in general who want to start something similar? Matt, you want to go? <laughs> for starting a podcast, yeah, I think it's just, uh, you know, thinking about what, what, what your target audience, who do you want to connect to? Who do you want to reach out to to spread your message and and get people to think and get people to uh, maybe be creative in in their approach to what it is you're trying to get across? So um, it's a challenge, but you know it's it's uh, just put some hard work into it. I think it can take off, no doubt. Yeah, and I think just basically to do it. You know, you have an idea, just start. You know, don't worry too much. Um, technology is is amazing. You can do everything online. Uh, if you need to, and and just start. It's uh, it, it doesn't have to be a big thing. Like Globetrotten ADs is getting a bit bigger than we we thought it would, and that's great. But it doesn't have to be. You know, just you just want to start something just for your school, just for your country or your region. You know, like you guys are doing. Um, just just go for it. Give it a shot. Um, worst cases, you give it a try, and you you don't like doing it, so you stop. You know, it's um, you know, it's uh. It's worthwhile. It's a worthwhile venture to, to connect people, um, share your voice, you know, whether you're a student or, you know, a coach or an AD. Um, there's not too much going on in the international world in that regard. So uh, it was pretty cool to see that you guys started something. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's really nice that you've invited us on and, and, and started because of, of what we've done. I think that's really cool. And I, I hope more people do the same. CD? 
No, that's great. Uh, and yeah, I just want to thank you guys for, for coming on, giving us your time. Um, you know, it, it is pretty awesome even in, in the world now with COVID and the shutdowns that, you know, we're able to connect with people all around the world and, you know, find a time that works to, to sit down and chat about, about what we do um, and why yep. we do it. So uh, just again, thanks. Thanks for your time. Thanks for, uh, for sharing with us about uh, Globetrotting ADs and about the 900 courses at NIAAA. Um, and you should have uh, 21 here in the next hour or so signed up for your, your classes. Ah, cool. I've been meaning to, I just haven't done it yet. And now I got some quiet time away from the kids. I can uh, get that sorted out. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for your time. And like you said, you just got to do it, right? Uh, we, we've been very lucky that we have uh, Scott Lillis. I have to mention him. He, he's, he's our editor. He does it all for mm -hmm. free and he loves doing that stuff. And it just gives it a little bit more of an extra you know, uh, trigger for people to watch. Um, yeah, so we, I got, I got to mention Scott Lillis, uh, but guys, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Welcome. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a real pleasure. And, uh, thank you so much for all you're doing and, uh, for your, for your inspiration. Awesome. Absolutely. And best of luck to you guys. Welcome. And, uh, you know, we'll hope to see you around sometime soon in person, who knows when, where, but, um, we'll look forward to it nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, I'm all signed up for the virtual conference uh, from the NY AAA, so I'll, I'll see you somewhere. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Perfect. Okay, have okay. a great day there. See you guys. Thank all you so right. much. You too. Take care, guys. Okay, we just finished our interview with the Globe Trot and ADs, Nick and Matt. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Um, you guys are an inspiration. You're doing great things for the community. And uh, thank you so much. All the best with the Globetrot and ADs. We are your biggest supporters. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Um, it was great just to see kind of behind the scenes what goes into developing those courses and to, to see or uh, hear a little bit about your journey and how you've just started in January and it's kind of exploded. Um, you know, it's great what you guys are doing. Uh, for anyone listening or watching, if you're interested in keeping up with them and, and listening to their show, uh, we'll have a link in the description down below. Uh, and also don't forget to subscribe to Athletics for Life, uh, our show. Uh, that way you can keep up with the interviews we do with our alumni, with other people in, involved in athletics, uh, other athletic directors, uh, and all the shows that we have coming up. Uh, with that, thank you for watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.